Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, I have my friend Kyle Horton back to help me make this conversation super fun and interesting. Um, That's one of his superpowers, whether he knows it or not, along with authenticity. Well said. So you you actually think authenticity is um, is your superpower or maybe one of them? Yeah. So, you know, um, I could be person who overthinks things. And then right when I'm done overthinking, I just put my heart on my sleeve and I just try to put myself out in the world in a really, you know, honest way and uh, be prepared to, you know, know, kind of fall flat. Yes. Yes. Well, Kyle thinks he's not an expert, but this is, you know, one of those things that I feel like we all have so much to teach and you have so much natural wisdom and you're interested in relationships and people probably more than anything like so I am. much, so much, so much. And you're married to my friend, Lizzie, who, um, you've been with for, um, 25 years, really. It's right. not more, but, um, yeah. So the topic for today is what the heck is marriage for? <laughs> okay, exactly. And because why? Exactly. Yeah. Why? why? Why would you do this thing that is so hard? Yeah. And what should you expect from it? So um, I like the idea too of maybe a subtitle or a thought of lowering the bar on it, but also raising it at the same time. And that's actually one of the big themes of my never perfect theme. Exactly. In general. I'm familiar with that. Exactly. Lowering the bar so that you can actually make yourself better and your life better. And, and that's a profound paradoxical thought, but it is. we can apply this to marriage. So, um, okay. So why is marriage so hard? Let's talk about that. And we're going to try to do a 20 minute little discussion on this and then maybe move it to another 20 minute discussion in a separate episode, um, maybe on how it can be great or what is romance or something like that. So Love um, it. good. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a few things about why I think marriage is hard. And, and I think, you know, really considering why people think the purpose of marriage, really, what is it? I mean, why do we get married? What do people expect? I think some people would say, I get married. I want to get married to raise a family together. I want to get married for happiness, romance, 
um, find someone that's my perfect counterpart. Um, we're going to talk about soulmates. Um, I want someone to share my world with, to make a life with. Um, so what do you, what did you think marriage was for back when you were in your early twenties? Um, you know, I, I think I was really, 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 uh, interested in the pop culture romance Disney version of marriage in the 20, <laughs> in my twenties. And, um, I almost married the wrong person. Mm. I was, I was engaged and I had been with a person for five years and we had sent out our announcements. Mm. We had, we were receiving gifts in the <laughs> mail at our front porch and, um, uh, you know, 90 days out of getting married, uh, we called it off. And then I went back into the dating pool and kind of found this person that I am married to now. And, you know, in May, it will be 25 years. Mm. So, you know, for me, I almost, you know, I, I hate saying this publicly, but I feel like I and she dodged a bullet. Mm-hmm. And then I found this person, uh, my wife, Lizzie, and we, um, you know, uh, with lots of effort and, you know, certainly not easy, but, you know, put together this thing that's, you know, a quarter of a century old. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, um, you know, for me, for me, for me, just personally, it's rooted in laughter. Mm. Yeah, y'all are masters of laughter and your own inside world of jokes and uniqueness. And we talked about this on the, the last episode we did sure. together a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, well, and, you know, we I'm definitely going to be vulnerable and authentic as I talk about my relationship, um, which is is it 17 or 18? I can't, let me think. I think it's going to be, no, it's going to be 18 years for me. Um, so yeah, we're wow. at 17 and a half. Um, and you know, definitely, um, we have had lots of low moments. Um, and you know, I think that it really, I'd be, I would be surprised if at least 90% of couples don't, wonder within the first year of their marriage have i made a huge 99 are you <laughs> kidding me what is wrong with you why would you aim so low it's 99 okay good well i'm glad you confirmed right. that because that's okay. I, sometimes i think i'm a little bit too realistic or maybe even pessimistic yeah. um because i do say i've said on other podcasts i think that over 90 percent of people probably aren't happy with their sex life and um so you know i think you know, realizing sometimes we think the grass is greener and, you know, and there are true terrible situations that people need to get out of. I mean, I've had clients that I'm like, of course, they yeah, get of married, course, of course. Like this person's of course. a sociopath, like, or of course, of course, of course, of course. Um, but, you know, in general, just normal marriages, they're rough and people talk about divorce a lot. And one funny thing you might not have heard is that there was a book I read that said that many, many couples think of murdering and killing each other. Oh, God. 
And I was like stunned. I was like, okay, that's Wait, not that's true. a scene from 40-Year-Old Virgin where she's already planned it out and she's talked about, uh, you know, uh, mixing his uh, green tea with antifreeze. <laughs> and, 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 and she would kill him slowly so that she couldn't be, she couldn't be caught. And she's already planned it out. Uh-huh. So, uh, well, yeah, you know, if your expectations are off, like about marriage, then you're probably going to be off the charts disappointed because it's sure. hard, even if sure, your expectations sure, sure. are kind of realistic. Um, so one, there's a very well-known marriage expert named Stan Tatkin, who says we're all a burden. And mm. I love that. I have told people mm. we're all high maintenance. You know, we all have our own agenda. We're mm. all different. I mean, this is why marriage is hard. These are some of the reasons marriage is hard. And coming from a broad perspective, first of all, wife is freaking hard. Yeah. And, you know, the work never ends. Um, you know, we we have mood swings. We have different agendas, different personalities. I mean, if you just simply look at the differences, like I like to say people are all from different planets. Um a lot of people remember that book from 30 years ago called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Doesn't matter what gender you are, even if you're not men and women in a relationship, we're all just different. That's right. And did that strike a chord? I got to hear what went through your mind there because you're... Nope. I am going to self-censor as we are chatting because that totally struck a chord. But yeah. Okay. So you don't think it's worth elaborating? I don't know. I, it's it's wildly inappropriate is what it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, so, so maybe so, since we're keeping yeah. this to 20 minutes, you can save it. Okay. We're trying to keep it to 20 minutes. Um, so, so here are some interesting ways that we are all so different. If you look at just the love languages, I mean, what makes you feel loved? What makes Lizzie feel loved? What makes Remo, my husband, feel loved? what makes me feel loved. Um, and then the Enneagram types, which I'm so obsessed with. Um, it is crazy what the Enneagram t can teach you. And even some of the subtypes, like I think I'm a social, uh, an Enneagram expert who was on my podcast told me that it sounds like I'm a social for a social, um, not for I'm a two, I'm a social subtype and Remo is a sexual subtype. And so, um, I don't know, the huge, huge gist of it, but the sexual subtype actually wants to be kind of one-on-one -on -one a lot. And I think maybe introverts tend to be more of the sexual subtype and the extroverts are a social subtype on whatever their main type is. But anyway, that, that's, that's too far into that tangent, but, um, you know, even just social needs like introvert, extrovert. Sure. Um, and when you start to think about how difficult it would be to choose someone that you wanted to be a roommate with or to travel with. I mean, I, I have thought about this at length, just when we think about maybe going on a vacation with another family and who would be compatible as far as, do they want to be on the beach all day? Do they want to, do they drink too much? Do they not drink at all? Do they, do they sleep till noon or are they early morning people? Right. Do right. they like to eat out or eat in? You know, it's really, really difficult to find compatible friends. I think like I have so many wonderful. Friends I totally I agree. Love. I totally agree. I love exactly. them. But would you want a vacation with very many people? Nope. Or room roommate <laughs> with many right. people. Um, so how do we expect it to be easy to live with someone like a roommate 
for like potentially 50 years. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, why do we think that's going to be easy? You know? Well, I often say, and this is going to uh, be a like a trigger for me or for people that are hearing this, but I often say that love is not enough. Mm. What is enough? I believe that, um, you know, uh, you know, there is the concept of uh, being compatible. And what you just talked about being a travel companion is a good example. It's like a really like a, like a low bar of measurement to see if you're compatible with other humans. Mm -hmm. And it's also not, you know, un, uh, related to marriage. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that I, I really, 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 really believe that, you know, there are so many people who are so enamored with love and affection and passion and romance that they forget about the compatibility piece. Yeah. And what you're talking about with the travel companion part, it just really, really, really resonates with me because it makes me think that if you can't find a travel buddy to travel the world with or a couple to travel, then good luck finding you know, a spouse to do exactly. the same way, right? You know? Oh yeah. And you know, if you think about it, if you asked people, okay, I, you've got six months to pick a roommate that you want to live with for three years. I think a lot of people would put more thought into that than who they marry. It's true. It's so true. It's so true. And that's you know, not I mean, even a life partnership. That's not to who you want to be the father or mother of your children or, you know, spend 50 years with like we, yeah. Like you said, opposite attracts versus, you know, birds of a feather flock together. Remember the old kind of ideas of like, what draws you? Oh, it's the opposite or it's birds of a feather or it's both. I was a financial planner in banking for three decades. Mm -hmm. And I'm a person who sits at a desk and I sit down with you and your life savings. And we are talking about, are we, are we talking about money? <laughs> because if it's true, we're talking about money, then a calculator should answer all of our questions, but it's just not true. Mm. So while I'm sitting across the table from somebody who it is contemplating investing and putting their life savings to work, blah, 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 like everything they've been working for forever and ever. Amen. It's not a calculator decision. It's an emotional decision. Mm. And I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that both of them are important. I think the heart matters and I think the calculator matters. And I think it works in marriage too. I think the heart matters. I think that you need to have the pitter patter, the chemistry that goes along with, you know, uh, the amorous love connection that goes along with finding the right person. But I also think that the calculator matters, man. I'm telling you that the compatibility. So, so I was on a podcast with, over a thousand people uh, about six months ago. And hmm. they asked me, what is my definition of love? And I'm saying my, de- my definition of love is that love is not enough. Mm. I really believe that compatibility is ridiculously, I mean, it's the third leg of the stool. For mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Well, you know, I've heard there's a book 
old book called Love is a Choice. And I do think that love is is just much more than an emotion. It's a commitment. And, and of course, you and I could go off forever on, you know, liking someone versus loving someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of us have family members, whether it's uncles, mm-hmm. siblings, aunts, mm-hmm. whatever, um, parents that we love them, but we may not like them a lot of the time. And, you know, that that's hard when you love your spouse and you may not like them sometimes, you know, you go into really negative phases. And, you know, if you both have negative phases at, at the same time, you know, you can be in this like Dr. John Gottman calls it negative sentiment override which is an interesting concept. You just get kind of in a, a bad place and don't give each other but, you know, mercy. As, as you and I are talking, you know, you know, plain vanilla words, I'm saying, when do you know that you're in the right relationship that requires a lot of work or the wrong relationship where you need to get out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a very good question. I mean, well, you know, there, another philosophy on marriage is that in life in general and relationships in general is it's supposed to make you a better person. And it's a learning lesson. It's a life lesson. Somebody um, in, in a book, I read that marriage should be like a mirror where this person holds up your reflection to yourself mm. and you hold up theirs and you say, you know, this is, here's some rough areas, or this is how you look, or, you know, just kind of, um, iron sharpening iron, um, you know, and I, I know most people wouldn't go into marriage thinking, oh, I want to, you know, marry someone that makes me a holier person. Um, there is a book called um, Sacred Marriage, and it says, what if marriage was intended to make you holy more than to make you happy? Mm. But, um, but yeah, going back to your question, that's a really good question, a very loaded question. Um, I, I actually came up with a list. I led a divorce support group for women who were recently divorced or going through a divorce. And I had a question, a list of questions I wrote down for them of like how to know, because some of them were still a little bit ambivalent about it. And, um, you know, I feel like if you're in a really abusive relationship, emotionally, physically, you know, a toxic situation, um, you really need to aggressively confront it and not, I, don't, I shouldn't use the word aggressively, but I mean, quickly, um, you know, address it in a very clear way and not take your time to, you know, let it go. You know, like people that are really mm-hmm. in that addiction cycle sure. or, sure. Um, but if, if the person is not willing to work and, or acknowledge fault or, and I know there's almost always fault on both sides. It's it's rarely ever a one-sided thing, but there are situations where which are clearly more one-sided. And if the person is not willing to make changes, get help, um, you know, certainly separation can be a way to expedite some work if the work is going to happen, you know. Um, but if it isn't changing and headed in a positive direction and there's not willingness to admit fault and work on things. And I think, you know, it's, you know, you probably need to at least separate or possibly consider getting out of it if nothing is changing and it's toxic. Yeah. And I don't think that uh, most people know when they're in a toxic thing. I think that it's, you know, your perspective it's like right up here and you can't see the toxic thing that's happening right in front mm-hmm. of you. Um, you know, if I, you know, if I'm a person that's listening to you and I go mm-hmm. on and on and chickity chat and we love each other, 
Mm-hmm. I'm also thinking, you know, how much is too much? And then the tipping point for a marriage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, because, no, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, as far as raising the bar and lowering the bar, I mean, you know, if someone was to say, oh, <clears throat> my spouse meets 80% of my needs or, or you know, mm-hmm. I'm 80% right. happy in my marriage. I'm like, that's really good. That's a great number. That's, yeah. a, that's a win. That's a win. It's a win. That's a win. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, what in life is really much better than 80%? Like, uh, it's a, that's a total win. I, yeah. I, I am the parent to a 22 year old daughter mm-hmm. and she, as she gets into relationships that are, you know, maybe she's thinking about forever. I am going to use the 80% thing that you're talking about, the Pareto principle thing, whatever. So yeah. where it's like, you know, uh, does this person, you know, I like, <laughs> it's the worst thing about my marriage, but I love, 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 love to score keep all the time. Not in a negative way. I like to, I like to distill conversations down to the meat. And one of the ways I do that is like one to 10, how are you feeling today? <laughs> one to 10, how did you feel about the response that I just gave you about the quality of the meal that you prepared for me today? <laughs> and I do one to 10 all the time. And it is, it is going to ruin my marriage, my <laughs> one to 10 thing. Oh yeah. Right? But also it freaking works, man. Cause if I'm at a one and I thought I was at a nine, you know, there's a conversation that needs to happen. I love your word distill. Mm-hmm. That's really good because mm-hmm. I like to kind of nail people down, clients, kit, my kids, you know, no, Rima doesn't oblige me in that very much. (laughs) He's very evasive on that one. Neither neither does my spouse. I, you know, and I'm married to a person who is a marriage and family counselor who has got 20 plus years in grief counseling and who is an empathic mother, Teresa Jean person. Uh And she has zero tolerance for my one to 10 stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I think Remo does too. My kids have zero a, tolerance. Yeah, I think my kids have about a seven out of ten tolerance of my <laughs> scale. Um, but um, but it is fun to just because you know a lot of times you get this. It was okay. It was pretty good. You're like, well, give like what is that? You know, where so, are we? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, but I think when a marriage gets below a five out of ten, I get worried. You know. Yeah. And, and when it gets down to like a two or a three, I'm like, okay, this is like, this marriage is in jeopardy big time of Of an affair or a a substance abuse problem. I've known many people that started drinking a lot just to tolerate a toxic relationship and misery. And um, so, yeah, that maybe we could do an episode on that soon is uh, that whole topic. Um, But in general, just the idea of, you know, why is marriage so hard and what are we supposed to learn from it? I've always loved C.S. Lewis had this um, metaphor for love and he compared it to flying a plane. And he said that when you first fly a plane, you're becoming a pilot. It is euphoric. It's transcendent. It is adrenaline. It is just complete, amazing, you know, like a drug. And then after you've flown, you know, I don't know how many times I don't fly planes, but um, it goes into this. This is really fun. 
And I, I love this. It's just That's right. so great. And then eventually it becomes just familiar. I mean, think about yep. people that have flown for 20 years and it's not euphoric anymore. And, and so I, I love to think about package deals in life. And I think those who are in love with romance and in love with falling in love and the endorphins, they cannot they cannot mimic that or replicate that in a 20 year or 10 year or a five year relationship there. That's not the package deal. So if you want a revolving door of relationships, or you're going to cheat on your spouse to get that because you don't want to also lose the roots and the history and the lifelong story with someone, but you need that drug. And, you know, with sex addiction, love addiction, romance addiction, you know, we all look for drugs, so to speak, and ways to numb our pain in life. And, you know, people want to have it all like they want the long history. And and that's part of what I think people really need to think about when you get married, because, you know, most people are disappointed with their romance and their love life. And reality is hard. Life is hard. I mean, how are you going to have a great love life when you have two toddlers running around? I'm just saying, man, like, ah, it's killing me talking to you because I don't feel like I'm talking to, uh, you know, my sensei. I feel like I'm talking to Beth and I feel like I'm talking to a person who gets me and gets life. And I just, I just want to say that what you, you know, I am not a smart person who has good words, (laughs) but Ah, I, but I like, I like talking about the difference between falling in love and being in love. Mm. And falling in love is insanely addictive, insanely oh. addictive for, I think for all humans, it's, it's, it's for all the right oxytocin reasons. It's a, it is very addictive, Yeah. but, 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 and here's the thing, being in love is better. Yeah. And it's hard to get there, man. It's, it's, it, it's, it's. It is hard to get there. And it's not about familiarity as much as there's a difference between, in my mind, familiarity and also being known. And yeah, yes. familiarity is, is boring as fuck. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 but uh, feeling heard and being known by, you know, your person is, you know, it's, it's wildly intimate for me personally. Well, and you can't have it all is the thing. It's like the package deals, you know, and you're one of those people who always loves these random ideas that I come up with, but I like to ask people and, and this could be applied to different um, contexts. I'll apply it to marriage right now. Would you rather live in one country for five years, like one foreign country, or would you <laughs> rather live in 10 countries for six months? And, you know, I think that you could say, would you rather live in the same city your whole adult life or 20 years in two different places, whatever, and have roots and have a history? Or would (laughs) you rather experience the whole world, you know? And, um, and I think that that is a really good parallel for marriage. I mean, I think a lot of people, you, you use the phrase in love. A lot of people who've been in a long-term marriage are not would not even say I'm in love. It's true. I like your words, falling in love versus being in love. That's powerful because 
you've fallen. And, and if you just love the experience of falling in love, then you're going to have to have a revolving door of relationships and you give up that history. Well, it's, it's the lust versus love. Yes. Debate. Yes. And I think you need both uh, for yeah. it to work, you know? Yeah. But yeah, thinking about someone who you share a story with and you share a history with, I mean, that's incredibly romantic and, you know, again, we can't have it all, but it's, it's really amazing to be able to say, oh, my husband knew my grandmother, you know, um, if I got divorced and remarried, they wouldn't know any of my grandparents or they wouldn't have, you know, my husband sat in on my dissertation defense, you know, and he was so proud of me. And, you know, if I married someone else, they would never know that history of when I was making $24,000 a year, you know, wait, did that happen to you? Did he sit in on your yes, dissertation? Yes. How did that feel for you? Well, it felt amazing because um, his life took a very different path than mine. And he grew up really fast and really young and had a hard life. And I had a very, you know, my life was subtly hard in some weird ways, but it was like the very protected right life yep. sheltered life mm -hmm. and you know the real world way younger in many many ways with with drugs with dropping out of school with having to run or walk seven miles but how did, how did it feel for you well, okay so that backstory <laughs> you're like let's get back here i'm going to be your therapist no what the reason i say that backstory is because he could have been a little bit threatened or jealous of me finishing my doctorate when he gave up so much to work and, and he worked as a teenager for years, multiple jobs. And he was so proud of me. Like every stitch of him was celebrating. And it was so amazing because he didn't feel insecure about it. I'm marrying someone. <laughs> I know. Isn't that sweet? Um, so I was like, wow, like he's, you know, we all have our insecurities. He has insecurities and I do too, but I thought, wow, this takes a really big secure person to be a hundred percent proud of me and not like, you know, I'm threatened by this career or this degree. And, and he's been such an advocate with this podcast, which is so sweet. Like he's, he's how did it feel for you? <laughs> You've talked um, about, I've asked you three times and you talking ooh, about him. Ooh, How yeah. did it feel for you? Wow. you're. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. You yeah. Know, no, because I, I love you. I'm just curious. No. How did, like, like it's happening. Like it's right there. It's yeah. happening. And this person with his uh, growing up too fast and you in your semi-protected, uh, appropriately difficult experience that you had growing up, you know, it's happening in real time. And what, what, how are you feeling? Is the word good? Good enough? No. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Um, well played. I would say it felt very validating and safe, and um, it felt very respectable to me that he was, you know, just just a cheerleader, you know, and we all need cheerleaders in our life. And I just thought, wow, that's, you know, really an awesome sign that this person is so proud and just, yeah, he felt it, it just felt like being mentored and being, you know, and, and that was one of the things that I wanted out of marriage that interestingly, we all have these like little losses of dreams. I mean, you know, I'm, 
making him sound wonderful. And there's times like, I'm like, he is amazing. And then, you know, one of the things I thought about marriage is you take care of each other. I'm a nurturing kind of person and, uh, he's not really. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I kind of would be like, man, like, I just, I love to make people that I care about happy and like, think of what would make this person's day like, you know, and he's not like that, but he has become more like that. And, um, and so that's another, I almost feel like, I feel like almost accidentally he, he gave you a hug in a moment. You weren't expecting it a little bit where it was an itch that you need to get scratched. And this person with this other life experience was entirely affirming and, you know, honestly, shamelessly without ego was, uh, lifting you up and celebrating your fucking awesomeness in a moment when you probably really needed to be celebrated, you know? And, and uh, like, that's just like, that's super attractive to me. Yeah. It was incredibly attractive and and respectable. Just, you know, he is just on my team. He's all happy for me, not jealous. You know, I've been reading about Freud and Freud and Schadenfreude and Brene. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) People who celebrate with your, your celebrations and your joy and people who celebrate your pain and are jealous <laughs> of your joy. Yep, yep. 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 And you know, so it was, it was a wonderful moment. Um, but, um, okay. So if we're going to try to keep this to 20 minutes, I feel like it. we, um, we, I, I know this wasn't an all comprehensive, you know, <laughs> coverage of such a huge topic, but I do love, like just the dialogue that we've had. And hopefully that'll just get people thinking through like. Difficult is okay. You know, uh, but you know, there's a, there's a spectrum of difficult. There's the toxic, uh, you know, fear for your life on one end of it. And then there's the, you know, you and I talked about earlier before the call about the difference between effort and work. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been, you know, kind of an aha moment for me. I hate saying that whatever expression, but it's, yeah, for me, it's been a, a reveal to me that, you know, I married the right person, but holy shit, this is still <laughs> a lot of effort. It still yeah. takes a, and I was, I've been, I, you know, I'm in and I choose in, but I was, you know, a little bit caught off guard about how much effort it takes, even if you're married to the right person. Yes. Yes. Oh, you said something funny before we started recording. Um, when you know you're married to the right person and it pisses you off. Pisses me off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe unconditional love and acceptance is really what marriage should be is I know you inside and out and I see your really crappy dark sides. I see your bad moods. We've been through some really rough patches and rough storms. Life is full of storms and hardship. And, but I, I want to stay with you anyway. I love you. I may not always like you. Um, but you're not just here to meet my needs constantly because that's never going to happen. 
Um, and I think that's where we have to meet our own needs in a lot of ways. And, you know, I love to say marriage is only as happy as the people in them. Mm. So if some person that says, oh, my life happiness or health is a four out of 10 and I'm getting married this year, it's like, oh boy, like, Ooh. you know, I like to tell people don't date until you're 80% healthy. If you can, you know, yeah, exactly. Pouring yeah. milk, pouring milk from an empty pitcher. You can't do it. Yeah. And, and the last thing I'll tell you in the idiom, since, since we're like throwing them back and forth at each other is that uh -huh. I don't believe, I don't believe in unconditional love. Mm. Mm. I think that if you lift up, you know, and look under the hood of love, I, I think that it is conditional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, I mean. I believe, I just, you know, I've been, anyway, I've spent a couple of decades thinking about that. Think, well, okay, so that I don't, I don't believe in define it. Yeah. love. I do probably sure. agree with that but if you think of love as a choice then i am going yep. to stay with you as long as it's not toxic because i always you know say i'm with you yeah yeah healthy and best. Yeah. i'm yeah. choosing to stick with you even though this marriage ain't what it was cracked up to be <laughs> right. Right? ain't what exactly. i thought it was gonna be exactly exactly I mean, exactly i agree i agree i agree and and i like i like that you're putting some parameters on it with choice i get that mm -hmm. so well let's um you know let's um do a little put a little bow on it and 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 chickity chat here and you know another, okay, good. another moment yeah perfect let's say shut that chapter and start another one real quick